0: Hello there and welcome back to Wandering Aimfully, the show. I'm one of your hosts, Caroline Zook.
1: I'm the other host, Jason Zook. And in this episode, we are going to talk about our 2018 year in review and our 2019 preview. So
0: we talk about what worked well this year. We talk about what did not work well this year. We talk about things that surprised us this year. And also we look ahead to next year. And all of the plans that we have so far. And we also share with you our word for 2019.
1: So if you've never done a year in review, we would highly recommend it. We give you some practical tips on how to do that. If you want to check those out ahead of time and be kind of on board with filling this out for yourself, go to wanderingafely.com slash 015. Start writing your review, send it to us. We'd love to read it, but uh, just enjoy our look back and then our look forward. Hey there, we're Jason and Caroline Zook, a husband and wife team who believes life is just one big experiment.
0: This is the show where we share our journey as we figure out this ever-changing thing called life. We cover topics like running a business, traveling the world, and clawing our way out of debt, all with the hope of inspiring you to live, work, and create with more intention.
1: Life might bring its twists and turns, but when you know who you are and what you want, you're never really lost. Welcome to Wandering Aimfully, the show. Welcome, ladies and germs. Where did that phrase come from? I don't know, but we use it a lot. Ladies and Uh, germs. It is time for our 2018 year in review episode.
0: Very excited.
1: I am libating. Are you libating?
0: I am. It looks like I'm drinking coffee, but it's wine. Which I think, I feel like, do you think sometimes celebrities on talk shows, I know it's water, but do you think sometimes they're like,
1: Whiskey. 100%.
0: Although, you know, Stephen Colbert lately has been doing a lot of like, well, have a drink with me. Yeah, cool. I'm into that. All
1: right. So the intention of this episode for you folks listening at uh, home or at work or in the car. We're watching on YouTube. Hello.
0: We're watching.
1: Oh, wow. This is the Wodge pod where we record. That's why Caroline said that. (laughs) Um, We want to, and we've done this since 2015, actually. You look nice. Thank you. I dressed up. Although I am wearing sweatpants below all of this nicely dressed. Attire, yes, you are. <laughs> 100%. I'm business up top, cash down low. I'm like a human mullet.
0: You are a human mullet.
1: Thank you. Uh, so it's to go over uh, these different categories, which we've done each year. What went well? Yes. What went to shit? <laughs> uh, what surprised us? Uh huh. What's ahead for next year? And then we finish off by framing next year with a word so Correct. it's kind of like a word that became can be a mantra or something to focus on just
0: something that you want to just sort of intentionally set for the year yeah a frame is a great way of putting it. we have
1: our timer going so we're gonna have to breeze through some stuff we
0: got a lot of stuff
1: a lot of things to talk about and if
0: you have follow-up questions write them in the comments below and we'll try and answer them
1: and if you want to read these things uh you can go to wandering slash 015, that's 015. Uh, that's where this episode will live, with well, you just, written out.
0: You just made the decision for we us. You made
1: it in the car. Uh, I wrote this in one of the State of the Union, is what we used to call these year in reviews. And the reason why I decided to start writing these was to look back on where we've been so that it can help us more clearly see where we want to go. And I think it's just a really important part of owning your own business. Even if you don't own your own business, but you're aspiring to start a side hustle or whatever is that you have to look back and review how things have gone and then figure out what to do moving forward based on what you've done.
0: Or if you're just a person who wants to grow and evolve and you know design a life that you love, it requires kind of looking back and doing some self-reflection and saying, how did that go? What did I right. feel? What did I like? What didn't I like? What do I want to do more of? What do I want to do less of? And so those are all the questions we ask ourselves.
1: There's also just an interesting thing about the human brain where – and there's no science that I have to back this up, but I think we all can But all you agree. know that you
0: love to do pretend science a lot.
1: But, like, memories are things that are adjusted over time. So you can think, like, yes. oh, the beginning of 2018 wasn't that bad. Yeah. Then you look back and you're like, oh, no, it was bad. But because I don't think about it and proactively go through it, you, you kind of just kind of dust it under yeah, the rug or whatever. You,
0: I really do think our, our brains and our, like, seasons of our lives kind of are in these, like, three to four month kind of. increments where we adjust to whatever the new normal is four months later and we forget what it was like four months before. And one thing that I told Jason that I wanted to do set some time aside was because I was looking for what my word was from last year. And I was reading a couple of Instagram captions of posts that I did at the beginning of 2018. And it was so interesting to get this like look into my psyche of who I was and what I was doing a year ago and what I was feeling. And so that's another thing that I think is a great thing to take time to is just kind of like go back and read your captions and say, like, who was I? What did I what had I hoped for this year? And did I follow through on that? Are there ways that I could have fo- done better on that? Um.
1: And one of the things that I definitely wanted to say multiple times throughout this that I hope I remember, too, is you should definitely write your year in review. But if you're feeling overwhelmed by it, just follow the format that we laid out. So what went well, what went to shit uh what surprised you yeah. what can you look forward to next year and just very simple way to like bullet point out some of these things so that you exactly. can reflect you don't
0: have to write long paragraphs for each one the
1: bonus that i would say is if you run an online business of any kind and maybe content is the way that you promote your business through blog posts or your videos or social media or whatever it can be really good to look at the total amount of stuff you created the total amount of viewership on those things to really have you go oh you know what i spend a lot of time on instagram And I don't think it did anything. And I'm actually looking at the data for the previous year and it didn't. So I actually found this out when I quit social media, most of social media, mainly Facebook in 2016. Um, I was really afraid of what that would look like. And then I compared the data of 2016 when I quit in 2015 when I was on it and I got more website traffic. I made more money and I had more time and was happier. Yeah. So the data I Mm -hmm. could actually see. So anyway. All of those things being said. I have one more thing. You better hurry up. We are. I know.
0: If you do, I I was looking back at my email from last year as well. And one way that I formatted it is in all the categories that you said, but I separated those into subcategories of life, business, and creativity. Right. So that's another way that you can break it down is pick three kind of areas of your life or values that you have. And then what went well in those three areas, what didn't go well in those three areas, so on.
1: All right. So let's start with what went well in 2018. <coughs> and the first thing to talk about is Wandering Aimfully. I think that will be of no shock to anybody. Um, I, I think we would both agree that this went well because it happened. It was a <laughs> we did it. huge shift, it was a large undertaking in the amount of work that it took. And I think for all intents and purposes, we have a great community. We have a really supportive group of people. We have not figured out the business model part of it, which we will get well, to. to in a degree review. we have. Like, we're not to making no money. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just saying, as far as if you zoom out the lens a little bit, it's easy to get in the weeds when something isn't going perfect with the business. But I think Overall. we would really say that this went well.
0: Absolutely. And one thing that I told you as well, and this goes back to the new normal thing where you adjust, is how many years now have we said... We want to streamline all of our products. We want to wrangle things in. We want to adopt the essentialism mindset and not be promoting, you know, 12 million different things, which is definitely how it's felt the last couple of years by our future was the first by my future was kind of your first attempt at that successful attempt at that. And then but wondering aimfully, like it makes me really proud to look back and say, this is something – this is a pain point that we've had for many years is that we love to create a lot of things, but we didn't necessarily have a packaged way to make it feel like we could be effective in promoting just one thing. And the fact that we built Wandering Aimfully, to me, says that it worked in terms of setting that intention and creating something
1: for totally. it. Totally. All right. We're going to breeze through because there's just a lot of things we well, want to get to. sorry. So. I'm long-winded. Um, I it wasn't more for you, it was more for everybody else going like, oh, okay, we're moving forward. We do have notes, by the way, too. So if you yeah. see me like scrolling There's back There's a lot here, to go over. I'm not just messing around. Uh, okay. So a big life thing for us in 2017, mm-hmm. we got marriaged up. We did that. I said yes to the dress. And we stayed married in 2018.
0: Soft five. No, hard five for this one. All right. Also, we have a marriage episode coming up as well.
1: We do, uh, where we talk about our very unconventional wedding. So I just think in general, I just wanted to mention, like, we did it. Relationships are not easy. There are some bumpy moments. Living together and working together is not simple. Uh, But we did it, and I think we had a lot of
0: fun. And I would say going into business together, that is like trial by fire on your relationship. Yes, we've worked together in the past, but, like, this is creating something from scratch together. And the fact that we were confronted with so many... Different obstacles and opportunities to communicate and that we got through that. And then I think we're better for it on the other side. That's saying something.
1: All right. Next up, travel.
0: Travel. We took some good trips.
1: Yeah, we took some good trips, especially with our friends, Jen and Caleb, who we are potting from right now. Yeah. Uh, we went to Big Bear, which I didn't write down, but that was oh, a yeah. fun little uh, holiday Excursion. trip um not holiday but winter trip uh-huh. uh but the big i think the big sh- uh like winner for for me personally was toto santos Huge. which is a small town outside of cabo san lucas and we found this hotel called san cristobal and it was amazing
0: i find myself on a regular basis having some type of memory whether it's like seeing a photo of a pool or the ocean or it just comes to mind where i actually look back and i'm like i can feel that like experience, and I think that is something that you don't always get with travel. You kind of even sometimes with our Italy trip, like we'll have right. memories of it and stuff. But I don't have that moment where it hits me and I'm like, oh wow, that was really great. And so I think that means a lot. That yeah, it was uh, a good I will
1: say that if you guys are um, Instagram heavy users and you follow this wild idea, which is a person whose name I don't even know, but the dog Maddie is very famous. Maddie on Things was a book that was made. Maddie. from this account, greyhound. Uh, no, like a coonhound. Huh. Which that's a, a raccoon. That's not a bad, derogatory term. I'm just making sure I'm not saying bad things. Um, anyway, th- they actually went there. And mm-hmm. there's a photo of Maddie in the pink inner tubes. So if you saw this on their Instagram, that's actually the hotel they stayed at. Uh, it was like that's two how you months found after. It? No, no, no. It was oh. two months after we stayed there because we are so early on things. Get
0: upon this.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. Uh, reading went well for me in 2018. I read 35 books this year. That's up two from 2017. And down 10 from 2016 when I read 45 books. Guys,
0: this guy is a reader.
1: Yeah. Mostly fiction. I've shifted heavily to fiction. Yes. Uh, My favorite two fiction books this year, and I'm going to do one's a series and then one's just a book. The Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. Mm -hmm. So good. So good. Just enthralling. There are four books. The fifth book is coming out next year. I already pre-ordered it. I crushed through these books. They were really good. And Children of Blood and Bone.
0: Which I still... I am going to get into need to, need to finish now. It. I'm in the thriller mindset again, so I'm like ready to do it. It's
1: really good. I also
0: realized that I did this year read finally read Wool.
1: Oh yeah, which was by so, Hugh Howie. So good, yep.
0: and I did also the one that you suggested that I did read is Dark Matter. Also very good.
1: Yeah, very good. Blake Crouch, really good stuff. If you haven't read the Wayward Pines series, I think it's just called the Wayward series, but Wayward Pines is the most famous one. It's really, really good.
0: I I'm just that's enough.
1: Okay, me, All on my that. nerdy books.
0: Well, I'm just saying you can't give me too re- many recommendations at once because, you know, I won't take them.
1: All right. Uh, what else are we uh, at? You want to talk about Waymers?
0: <clears throat> Where are we? Yes. So you kind of touched on this before, but also something that went really well is just switching over that community to WAM. And we weren't sure how that transition was going to go. But I feel like that community has only gotten stronger. And just it's so full of people that are so delightful and helpful and encouraging. And they're they're sort of on board for whatever crazy stuff we come up with, or as we change and evolve, like this new pivot that we're going to talk about a little bit later, everyone has been so supportive for it. And I just feel like they're very invested in their own lives and in um, our business as well. And I'm just really grateful for them.
1: And I would say if there's a tangible takeaway from this section of the year in review, if there's some type of community you can create around your customers, give them a chance to interact with each other, Mm -hmm. interact with you, but even just support each other on their journey of something that you're creating. We've just seen so much value from it. And this community has grown from just a throwaway idea in 2015. I was like, oh, yeah, fine. I'll start a Slack channel. Mm-hmm. And it has turned into the thing I really love checking on my computer every day. Yeah. Because just all these people around the world with all these different interests doing all these different things, helping each other. Yeah. Oh, it's just my favorite Cool ideas, thing. questions. So shout wow. out to you, Waymers. You are fantastic. For sure.
0: Um, Other book details. Yep. Book deals. Book deals. You signed your second book. I mean, not your second book deal, but a deal for your second book.
1: I wrote myself a book deal for the first one. Yes. Truthfully. Um, And then for the second book, uh, which I wrote publicly in 2016, which is crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, But I did the Dear Book Publisher site earlier this year, which was my very weird way of putting together like a book proposal to publishers, which worked. And it worked. And I landed a book deal with Running Press. And as of recording this, I have finished my part of the manuscript, which is fantastic. The title has changed. But I think we're all on board with it. We like it. And uh, excited for the book to come out in fall of 2019.
0: I am so excited. I'm just excited to shift because – so my book came out this year. And I'm already – I was just just realizing now that, like, the wheels are starting to turn on what's maybe a future project to work on. Mm -hmm. But it did end up being a weird timing thing where the book was released, like, right before I got sick, which we'll talk about in the what didn't go well section. Um. So I feel like I couldn't give as much as I would have maybe done to the book marketing of it. But that was almost a blessing in disguise because it just allowed me to like sit back and enjoy the experience and have people reach out to me and say that the book was helping them. And I still continue to meet people who have really, you know, found tremendous value from the book. And people send me photos of like bookstores it's going to be in. There's also a very exciting big box store that is going to be carrying it starting in January. So that's just I mean, that's sort of an inconsequential thing, but it's it is TJ like,
1: Maxx. It's, I have to tell him it's TJ Maxx. I mean,
0: if it finds itself to TJ Maxx, I'll be very happy. That'd be, that'd
1: be funny. Do they have books there? I imagine yeah. they don't. I've never been in like one.
0: Marshall's HomeGoods, they all carry like gifts and stuff.
1: Um, I was going to say one thing from my side of uh, the field looking at your book that I was really excited about was just everybody being able to see how good you are at frameworks and all these different meta- like metaphors for big important ideas and then being able to like actionably do them in the book like it's just so cool to be able to to see that and have it exist
0: that's really sweet of you and I think one thing too that I didn't fully speaking on that point because thank you that I didn't really fully appreciate is the fact that the concept for the book and the fact that it includes my art my writing these creative exercises and journal prompts I definitely worked with my agent on that but it Really was born out of my idea of what I would want my book to be. Yeah, and so that seems really cool too. That it's yeah. just this format that doesn't to- really exist. That we just said, what would we? What would you want your book to be?
1: And if uh, if you're just now first hearing about Caroline's book, it's your brightest life. You can find it on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, and and another place books are sold. Okay, so for you, uh, I mean, if I, I feel weird not saying for me that family went well, but I think for you there it's were. Just- It was a different type of year when it comes to family.
0: Yeah. And I think the reason I wrote this one down, I wrote just like relationships in general, like family and friends. And the reason I wrote this- That went
1: well in 2018. That went well. Yeah.
0: And the reason I wrote this down is you, I think, just do that naturally. Like, and you, but but I- I also have
1: a lot less family and friends.
0: I, in the past, have wanted to make it a much more intentional effort to- reach out to friends, maintain those relationships of those like very close friends that I have and same with my family. And as Jason mentioned, I have a lot of family. And um, again, as like we'll talk about later, kind of one of the worst things that happened this year, but one of the best things that happens is my mom got sick. And it's, when when one of your family members gets sick, it forces you to reevaluate things and go, if this person wasn't in my life, like would I want them to be gone without me utilizing my time to spend with them mm-hmm. you know and I think as an adult sometimes I can take my mom for granted because she's so good at giving me my independence and just saying like here go fly and but at the same time I want to make that time to spend time with her so like we did a trip together to New York and I did two girls trips with my college friends and I did bi-weekly calls mostly with my my good friend Leah and just Those all didn't just happen. It just takes me prioritizing them. And I felt really good about investing in the relationships in my life. Yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, And then last thing here in our What Went Well for 2018, wrapping up What Went Well section is mental health.
0: Yeah. So I pretty much have been going to therapy the entire year, starting in February.
1: Basically every two weeks.
0: No, so it started out. If you remember, every week.
1: Well, for sure, but for the I first think-
0: like five or six sessions, it right. was every single week. Then we moved to every other week, and now we're at once a month. Um, mm-hmm. But it like there have been so many times where I would wake up on the day and not want to go to therapy because it's so draining, and it you have to kind of bring up a lot of stuff that you don't want to confront, but. I just told myself this is I'm investing in my overall emotional health and it's been so helpful. And I really do feel like it has allowed me to process this whole crazy, chaotic year um, in a way that maybe I wouldn't have been able to come out so positively
1: without it. And if you want to go and listen to episode number one of this podcast, I think it's
0: actually technically number three.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, Maybe episode number three. It's the mental health and therapy episode, if you want to dig in further with that. Yeah. All right. We are over halfway in our time here, so we need to kind of crush through the, what went to shit in 2018? Or we
0: can just say, screw the timer.
1: No, we can't. How could we do that? Somebody will come get us. All right. So, uh, I would say, just being honest, we had a slightly down year revenue-wise from 2017. Yep. And so- it didn't really go to shit, but I just wanted to be honest about the fact that our revenue was down, and we made this big pivot for uh, wandering to wandering gameplay. Now we have kind of another pivot with it. Uh, it's just all about pivoting. Like if you play basketball, then you also understand business, you know,
0: or dance and pivot.
1: And pivot. So down, but not like catastrophically down. Like we still lived great lives. We still got to do all the things that we wanted to do. We we had very lofty
0: savings goals, and we and we only reached about a third of that. But the fact that that's probably
1: the the place where we took the biggest hit was the savings savings. goals.
0: I know, but when you think about it, the fact that we were even able to save as much as we saved this year, I know some of that's going to go to taxes next year. But like
1: thirty eight dollars,
0: that's still pretty incredible. Yeah. Also, I think that's to be expected. If you're going to take a big leap and you're going to do something completely differently, it's to be expected that your revenue is going to take a little bit wh- a while for you to figure it out.
1: Yeah. All right. Next up, life stress. Will you tell stresses. me if my lipstick gets crazy? Is it No, fine? I actually won't. It's fine. It's okay. 100% fine. Life stresses.
0: All right, you guys. Here's the truth. This year was probably the hardest year of my adult life, of our adult lives, when it comes to, like, curveballs. Right? Mm. So, two days after Christmas— last year, 2018, my mom got diagnosed with breast cancer. She's okay now. But in the beginning part of this year, it was such, it took such an emotional toll on me to just not see it coming and to confront the mortality of your parents, which is really freaking scary and to want to be there for her and be a whole complete coast away from her. And I flew home to be with her during her surgery. And that was really hard because I didn't know, like, how to do it right. I don't know how to explain that. But like, it just was really hard on me. It's also really hard seeing your rock in your life, basically in pain. And she had a really, really hard recovery, lots of complications. So anyway, that was just a really tough emotional time that then, if you remember, Plax was going through all of his health stuff.
1: Yeah, our dog had just he's he has some weird spinal thing or whatever we decided not to get an mri and not to go down any route of surgery and just to like keep him really low-key we did some other um physical kind of therapy weird physical therapy and treatment it was weird because it was like pulse therapy but he did seem to get better he's kind of at like a baseline of decent not fantastic but not bad so yeah it was it was pretty stressful but he can for still go there. up and downstairs yeah, for a while he totally. couldn't yeah
0: um so it was just it was a lot for a while of like okay now we're dealing with this then amidst all of that trying to build this business and i think you and i would both admit that we went hard in the paint as i like to say yeah um on that we i think overreached a little bit on and i know we're going to go over but you're fine just you're you're look i see you like really looking at the timer but like it's fine and so there was that um and then of course All of that compounded on itself. Then I get shingles in September and I'm out for basically two months. And so.
1: And then you had some pretty rough anxiety after you recovered. Then I had anxiety
0: after that. You're right. Um, It was a shitty year. It was a shitty year, like with life. And
1: we talked about this today on our walk because we do a walk with Plaxico every evening. And we just basically, like, my point was as shitty as it was. We still lived a really good life.
0: Totally. And I think there's something And you're
1: like fully recovered now from all totally. the things.
0: And I feel like myself again, and that's the amazing part of that. I think also there's something like almost not comforting, but when you when you go through a year that's not what you had hoped and you really get sidetracked and you go through a lot of hard stuff, you also kind of see what you're made of and you realize, oh, like I can I can show up on the other side of this and I can learn a lot and um it forces you to learn a lot about yourself which it did for me and that's always a positive in my book like there were more layers that i had to uncover about myself and i did that inner work and also anything like next year anything is going to be better than
1: like this year (laughs) i mean don't say that it could you know could be a lot worse
0: well if it is worse then i'm equipped to handle it now and i know what i'm made of
1: very true uh okay do you want to talk about creativity
0: Yes. Also, for me, a big thing was not making enough time for my creativity this year. I think, granted, given all the life circumstances, that's kind of understandable. But I kind of feel like if I had made it more of a priority, it would have done me a world of good.
1: Yeah. And I I told you that I I think it's just without having a direct amount of creativity that you can measure. Like you have your Abstract Affirmations project from 2016, which is very measurable. Right. 2017, I think you like... You had your book, you had a bunch of other things like there there was a lot that you could easily see. 2018 was a little bit more nebulous on that. So it's probably just much harder. But I think just from watching you, like you still created a lot of art, like For way sure. more than normal people create.
0: For sure. And I gave my, I wanted to give myself that flexibility so I didn't feel the pressure of it. But as I'm feeling myself again, I'm realizing that I just get such tremendous joy and value out of. Taking time for my creativity. And also, it's my way of like processing my reality and it's yeah. my way of reflecting. And it's almost my way of journaling and sharing that with other people makes it feel purposeful. And so, I want to do that a lot more.
1: Next cool. Year. All right, I'm gonna breeze through these two because they're pretty easy to go over. Spruce Metrics is an application that I started with a friend Matt in 2017, and it was supposed to get back up off the ground this year. It did not, and honestly, I just feel like it's one of those things that it just—I don't have time for it, mm-hmm. and I don't have the resources to make it what I want to make it, and I just something has to give, and so Spruce has to give. So we tried it, and maybe it'll come back around, maybe it won't. But for now. Now it just it went shit. Okay. Tea tree. Uh, I put tea tree in the what didn't go well in 2018 mostly because we didn't hit the goals that we wanted to hit growth wise. But then I also reflected on like, well, we like, what did we do to hit those goals? And it wasn't out of lack of intention of doing the work. It's that I just don't want to play the content marketing game with tea tree. Mm -hmm. I don't want to play the like make a bunch of blog posts, have a podcast, do a whole bunch of stuff, do some webinars, do all these like other things, I don't wanna do it. So if growth is going to come much slower and more naturally as it has since 2013, then that's fine because one you thing,
0: are growing it's just very yeah slow.
1: and one thing we are doing and really doubling the growth was a completely arbitrary thing like it had no nothing right. to do with anything but one thing we are trying is uh our facebook ads so we are investing in doing some facebook ads to drive people to tea tree and then to remarket to them just to see how it works to see to if experiment. there's anything yeah to see how it goes so um i'll report back on that stuff as we have more data we just started in november uh, as of recording this so great all right, so that uh, one more one more category what? in the what didn't go well, <laughs> and I just throw this in there threw this in there because we both mentioned it for years. Uh, we both talked about making like fun little tools for people to use,
0: like so, like small software applications,
1: or of. just like little like apps on a on a website that you can like plug a bunch of things into and like get a result of some sort out. We haven't made any of those in two years. And we've kept saying it. So maybe 2019 will be the year that we do that. We
0: should probably get some study income come first.
1: Um, I feel like we're moving to surprise, but we're also going to have a timer very you feel soon. It? All right. The timer went off, but I had to reset the camera. So you didn't actually hear it beep, but it beeped. And we are going to try and get through. We only have two more sections here. Whoa. Uh, sorry. Actually, we have three more sections. Sorry. Uh, all right. What surprised us in 2018? This one should actually go fairly quickly. I yeah. hope. For me... And this is actually a recent thing. I couldn't really think of anything earlier on in 2018. Because
0: our brains are so feeble and they can only remember four months in the past.
1: I have been obsessed with Zelda Breath of the Wild on the Nintendo Switch. You
0: love Zelda.
1: I have played over 100 hours of this game. and I I love
0: that you love it so
1: much. I have not played 100 hours of a video game since... College, probably. College. College. Give me that natty light. Oh, I didn't have anything to open. That's sad. Mm. Uh, the game is amazing. And I'm so late. on am like a year and a half late on this game. And we bought it right when it came out. It's incredibly complex. It's so adventurous and fun. And there's just lots of little puzzles. And then there's like battles. And then there's things you can do. And I find myself tearing, telling Caroline I'm like on a quest to do something super weird. So I'll be like, oh, I got to go farm some dragon horns <laughs> so I can get the flame breaker armor. Like that's a real thing that you do in the game. <laughs> it's
0: my favorite. Favorite or like at night when I'm like, hey, like, what'd you do in Zelda today? And you're like, let me tell you about let these me, things. Let me and you're tell just you. you're using all of these terminologies that I have no idea about. So but I'm good. in it and I'm loving it. I've watched
1: it. so many YouTube videos of like random things and you looked go- up well, guys for it. You gotta know difficult. how to kill
0: the the Lynels. The
1: Lynels. Yeah, those guys are tough. But now take them down with no problem. Uh, shout out to Pam, who's a Waymer who listens to our shows. She and I exchanged a few tweets. Uh, they've done a lot of zelda uh, Zelding. Zeldin, her and her boyfriend. I so. love
0: that you love it so much. And I love that. That was my
1: surprise in 2018, how good that game was in actually getting back into a video game and and trying to prioritize, like, work time and then video game time.
0: Well, yeah. Like I said, you have so few things that you do to, like, relax or turn your brain off. So it just makes me happy that you have that now. Um... Also,
1: can we hurry this up? I want to get home and, like, get a couple hours in.
0: I spit on the microphone. <laughs> all right. What um, surprised you? Mine is also recent because my feeble brain cannot think of anything yep. beyond four months ago. Babe, your
1: brain isn't feeble.
0: <laughs> but I'm super into digital planning right now, which is meaning <clears throat> not having a paper planner, but having it on my iPad. So you surprised me with the new iPad a couple weeks ago. So that like re-energized me to be into it. I mean, it. our
1: money is all our money, as you guys know if you listen to our I know, but you episode. ordered
0: it without even That's telling true. me you were doing that. Yeah. and. I couldn't even yell at you because it was such a great present. Yeah. Um,
1: and it's you, like you use that thing I use every, it every day. single every day, day for hours. For everything. And yeah. now
0: I'm trying to use it more as my like computer too, Yeah, which is going well because I have keyboards. keyboard. So um, business expense, <laughs> <laughs> But I use an app called GoodNotes, which is incredible. And it's basically you can write on PDFs. So I've been kind of like da- also watching a lot of YouTube videos on how to create your own digital planner. So I'll like create it in Procreate or in another program. And I have my own little setup and my own weekly spread. And it just makes me feel like it uses my creativity in a way where then I can trick myself because I'm actually planning out my week, but I'm being creative. So I'm adding like little digital washi tape and little photos and and drawings. I love
1: digital washi tape. Digital washi tape.
0: tape. And so it it makes planning out your week fun. And you know, for me, you know that my instinct is not to plan everything, but it gives me a way to do that in a way that I still feel like I'm being creative. And then it allows me to set an intention for every day and then I feel super productive. Yeah. So I'm really into that. The other surprise that I wanted to mention in oh, 2018. Oh, but also...
1: What? Um You're going to turn this into a side project.
0: I, I'm But like a
1: tiny side a project. A tiny
0: side project. So I kind of had this idea of what if I created this little side business only on the weekends i can only work on it on the weekends yep. and it's selling digital planners which are a very low price point so and how much money could i make a month so if i make a 500 extra dollars a month that to me is something worth sharing to people who could use 500 extra dollars a month and say how hey, long do
1: you think it'll take you to get to 500 bucks a month uh, i have no idea six months
0: because i'm doing a pay what you want
1: model right but do you think no six idea. months yeah okay cool i'm just curious like i'm i've been watching and you told me about this idea and I think it's fun because it's it's an example of life is an experiment. It's something that we preach. It's also something where it's a really good example of kind of this pivot that we're making with Wandering Aimfully and a program that we're building that we're going to talk about in a second. Um, that you don't have to replace your full time income with a side project. It can it can just bring five hundred extra dollars a month, and that truly is some passive income. Airplane quotes um, that you don't have to really think about or spend time on. I
0: think it's also. An an example of when you're super into something and you're really passionate about it and you find yourself losing time by doing it, not to say that you have to monetize every hobby that you have because you totally don't, but it's just showing people that is there a way that you can go, I'm already spending time on creating these Mm -hmm. digital planners. All it would take is for me packaging it up for another person. And like I said, I'm doing I want to experiment with this pay what you want model where I'm not like trying to price it out or I'm not being aggressive in the business aspect of it to see if it can grow organically. Yeah.
1: Cool. And then your other one was the Enneagram, Enneagram, which we're going to do a full episode on once. You're literally waiting for one song to come out, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I want you to listen to it and you have to listen to the podcast episode. When is the with Sound of
1: Music Enneagram number eight coming out? I don't
0: know. I don't know.
1: What is this? What's the band?
0: The Sleeping at Last. Sleeping
1: at Last. Not Sound of Music. It's
0: not a band. It's a guy. And he's a poet. He's amazing. And oh, he writes, he's super talented. Super talented, yeah. writes songs, and he's doing an entire Enneagram series where he writes songs for each number, every type in the Enneagram. If you haven't done any research, it's fascinating. My friend Jen introduced me to it. I don't From WatchPod. I don't know why I fought it for so long, but it's
1: you kind just of don't like a different like...
0: type of personality test, but I think it cuts through to like the core. You just don't
1: like self-help stuff. That's the true <laughs> core of it. I hate
0: self-help. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> hey, that was a funny joke. Give Thank me a you. soft vibe.
1: Okay. All right. What's ahead in 2019? Wame shift. Go. We are, and as of recording this, we are very much in the weeds of doing this. We are building a cornerstone program to promote the Wame membership. and A
0: Veronica Corningstone program.
1: That's exactly what it is. Uh, the idea is that we want to create this academy. Uh, you're just really going for it, huh? You all all right?
0: There was like a little bit left.
1: And it's a big mug. What so do you guys you really think is in to, here? You just had to like take it to the Did face. Did I say what was in here? I think so. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so we're building this core program for Wandering Anthony because one thing we realized is that Wandering Anthony as a membership is way too general. Nebulous. And it doesn't solve a specific problem that's easy to explain.
0: It can solve a lot of different problems. We thought that's what was cool about it. And it yep. still is cool about it. But it turns out if somebody, want, if somebody wants to invest money every month in it, they want to know the exact outcome.
1: outcome. Yep. And that we also Which want- we get? We want to have something where people can go, yes, this is for me because I see a clear path through this thing. So we are creating something called Build Without Burnout Academy. Mm -hmm. The idea is how to go from a client-based business, so being a designer, a developer, a writer, an author, a musician, whatever, and to turn whatever it is that you are currently doing into a digital product that can offset or replace your client income. And the whole idea is to do this without burnout. It's a six-month plan, so it's not going to be you do it overnight, you make six figs in two months or whatever bullshit stuff people are already selling. It's You're not going to burn out. You're going to have a very actionable way of creating this because this is what we've done, and we know this really well, and that's the other thing is we wanted to get back to what we did and how we did it and to be able to share that and what we've really helped other Wanting Info members do just through the, our other products. Totally. So we're very excited about this. We're starting to work on it. Uh, we've been working on it, but we're really going to hunker down kind of next week. And we're really excited to put that out into the world in January. And we're going to accept our first group of members for the Academy.
0: Yeah. And then I think the big thing is also going, hey, you know, four months after that, After January, we need to reevaluate and see, is it working? Is it not? And just know that we're going to constantly need to figure this out and experiment. And that's the whole name of the game with business, guys. Like It's a puzzle, and you have to constantly tweak, and you have to constantly take action and then sit back, wait for the reaction, and then kind of adjust from there. So we get that.
1: Yep. All right. Also ahead in 2019 is more content.
0: More content, yeah, yeah. So we're doing. Uh, this was always the intention. If you followed along during our our webwim process, uh, watching us build Wandering Aimfully, we loved that process of just sharing a ton of content. Um, I got sick, and then something had to give, and that was the content.
1: So rude of you! It's
0: very rude. It really created a ripple in our matrix. Um, but I think also with the wame content, we realized that quantity is not always. Better And so we're kind of tailored that kind of taught us like here's our max capacity and probably like over our max capacity. So now we're kind of swinging the pendulum back and saying, okay, let's tailor that down. We can still create really quality content, do it a little bit more frequently and do it um, a lot more intentionally. So you're going to see a little bit more um, interesting content on the YouTube channel and really a focus on video and, and sharing it on social media and making that a priority. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, We are also going to try and make time for in 2019 fun or weird ideas for marketing. This is more you.
0: Yeah. Just this is what makes you happy and what.
1: It it really does fill up my personal bucket on doing unique things that people wouldn't normally do. So we actually already have one idea uh, that's really fun that we talked about like a month ago and we already wrote out a short plan for it. Uh, And it's just one of those things that's like you'll see it and you'll go, oh, that's that's super weird. And maybe you'll like it. Maybe you won't. But
0: what's the keyword? Because I don't know which one you're scavenger. talking about. Scavenger. Yes. Got yeah.
1: It. Uh, so it'll be it'll be fun to just put a couple of those. And maybe it's two or three ideas out yeah. into the world in 2019. But and it's maybe they, setting the intention that we do that. And
0: maybe they're too weird. And maybe they don't work. Yeah. But like
1: we're going to do all the other stuff already. That's like the normal content marketing, email marketing. So we might as well get Let's weird. do some weird. Let's do some weird Great. stuff. Uh, right. Travel. Travel.
0: Travel. So travel is tricky because we really want to travel. And this is something that we highly value. I'm coming off of a season of life where I had some bad travel experiences based on being at a very low point, like physically. Mm -hmm. Um, So I probably traveled too early after the whole shingles scenario, and it caused a lot of travel anxiety. So we're kind of navigating that as a couple right now is like, How much is too much travel? And the biggest thing at this point is just saying yes to a trip to Norway.
1: Yep. So in April, we'll be going to Norway.
0: Yep. That was from an invitation from a Weimer. Yep.
1: Thomas. Shout out, Thomas.
0: To speak at his conference, his event. So we're really excited about that. And... Um, the rest of it is just going to be kind of a play by play basis and not saying yes to everything because I'm like, oh, look, I'm a human again and I can go places, but to really like listen to my body and kind of do it more intentionally. And if I had to guess, I would say next year, I just, I want to like reframe travel in my mind so that I get excited about it again. And then we'd probably do a bigger, bigger trips in 2020.
1: Well, you've been showing me some pretty cool places on. Uh, Do you think in we're going to go to Greece?
0: we got to make more money first. But
1: yeah, it's not in the budget, but those budget. places are cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. So travel 2019, just kind of setting the intention for that. Yep. And then our relationship. Yes. So I just think we really want to focus on in 2019. And maybe if you're in a relationship as well, it's good to look back at how was the relationship this past year? Like, did I spend time with my sitting with another? Did I actually work on our relationship? Too much
0: time. Did
1: we get better (laughs) at things? Did we get worse at things? Um, But I think it's just for us, it's really being intentional about uh, spending time with each other that's not just work time. Right. Respecting each other, appreciating each other, taking time to like step away and invest in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh and big shout out to Griffin from Wandering Aimfully who introduced me to the Lasting app. We started doing the Lasting app recently. It's so highly recommend. Yeah, if you're in a relationship, highly recommend. Check out the Lasting app. It's completely free to use for like the first uh bunch of sessions and things. It's really really well done. So
0: Yeah, yeah. so we're just enjoying that and also just I think when you create a business together it's amazing and it's wonderful, but one of the the potential pitfalls is that you're you're confronted with a lot more challenges than I think a normal couple would go through like in a year, for example, because you're, you're having to communicate on a daily basis. And so for us, that wasn't always easy and we had to talk through a lot of stuff. And I think where we're kind of at at the end of this year is we're like, we've had really hard conversations. We've made it through all those conversations. And now we want to focus on the positives that can come out of that and not just go, you know, okay, our relationship is, these are just arbitrary numbers, but let's say it's at 90% health, but we want to focus on the 10% that we can get better. And I feel like we did that this year is like, how can we get better? How can we communicate better? And that's great. And that's wonderful. But I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what? I want to focus on just having gratitude for the 90% for a while.
1: So you're saying our relationship isn't 100%? (laughs)
0: It's 101%, babe. Can we we do
1: a, a cut over to the close up? And a slow Do you think that
0: you can make a tier happen? A slow tier? Can uh, you CGI it? Uh maybe.
1: Maybe think, maybe something will happen. I don't know.
0: Could you get Denzel Washington to just step in for a second? You know how he has that one slow yeah, tier. He
1: always does. He's really good. So good. Uh okay. And then our last thing that we're focusing on for 2019 is our enough number, which is our revenue goal of getting 330 paying Wandering gameplay members. Don't know if we're going to get there, but it is our focus and our goal to get to that number and then not focus on growing any longer. And I think this is just such a It's a different mindset shift for a lot of people who own their own businesses to think, why shouldn't I just keep making money if I can keep making money? And it's because there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that. There's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of expenses. And we pick this number because it really suits the lifestyle that we want to live. And I think it's good to have that number that stops you from being in that growth mindset.
0: And what would it look like in your life if you weren't always focused on what you don't have, but you focus on what you do have? And I think if you set an enough number and you reach that and you go, You know what, I'm not gonna actually keep wanting more or keep leveling up. I'm just gonna instead look backwards and focus on oh, look at all look at how far we've come and look at what we've accumulated. And I want to, you know, cultivate our community and be able to give attention to them rather than looking ahead at who can I get next through the door.
1: And also just having an an amount of people in a community that you can keep up with. True. Like Having more than 330 new members would be impossible for me to keep up with and I like having just enough people that I can keep up with everybody. Yeah. All right, the we did last it. part of our year in review is that we like to pick a word to frame the next year, yep. like I said as our little mantra or whatever, and we did not tell each other what those words are. I can't so, wait. uh my word last year was predictability, mm-hmm. which we strived for, I don't think we necessarily got to because it was mostly no. on Time output and revenue input, but um, we
0: did. We did
1: focus on focus moving, on wandering it. aimfully in that direction. Yeah. Um, your last, your word last year was share, uh-huh. which I think you thought you didn't do, but I think then you proved to me that yeah, I did. You did.
0: But yeah, it was about like sharing art. It was about sh- learning to share the responsibilities of a new business with you, mm-hmm. and not just being like so independent and to myself. And it was about sharing our money and resources with causes that we care about which we did so you kind of proved it to me that i did do it i just but i didn't do it very intentionally
1: let the record show she only thinks our relationship is 90 percent (laughs) uh okay your word ladies first
0: why ladies first
1: because you don't know what it is do you you were gonna no i know what mine is oh okay go ahead ladies first okay
0: so my year for 2019 is abundance okay and this is this word has been coming up for me so much lately. And I know that that word means a lot. It means different things to different people. And I know sometimes it kind of gets overused in like the self helpy type of world. But it means so much to me right now. And I think the biggest personal lesson that I learned this year, especially going through all the, all the therapy, so much therapy, and also a lot of the challenges that like us working together brought up for me and stuff was this story that I tell myself about how I'm not enough and that I need to – and all the the ways like – the perfect example is the one I gave about our relationship is if I'm operating at a 90% capacity, I have this inability to focus on the 90% and I only focus on the 10% that I could be doing better. And I beat myself up over it. And you can call it perfectionism. You can call it whatever you want. But it's it's a perpetual feeling of inadequacy. And I think that comes from a lot of things like things from childhood, things from how I'm wired, a lot of different things. But And what I've learned through therapy is like, I may not ever fully be able to kind of rid myself of that mindset. But what I want to really focus on is living from this place of abundance rather than lacking. So not, you know, like really focusing on gratitude, the things we do have rather than what we don't have. Focusing on the positives of the WAMers that we do have, not the fact that we haven't figured it out yet how to get to our revenue numbers, all these things. And I, the way that I've been doing, like kind of thinking about it right now is every time I find myself mentally in a self-talk place that is somehow referencing something that I don't have or something that I need to do better or something that I need to go chasing, I try to reframe that into a place of abundance and just go, you know what? Let me focus on all the things that I am as a person. Let me love myself first. Let me focus on all the the skills that you and I both have, the things that I know that we can bring to the table, and the money will come. And I trust that our business i trust in us enough that our business will find its stride and how might that change the course of next year if i focused on all that we have rather than all that we don't
1: your your word framing always has so much deepness to it it's I'm like a t- metaphor but for that's your life. who i am yeah
0: so yours is just like Mine's wait so- can i <laughs> choose it <laughs> punctual
1: <laughs> no it's actually kind of the opposite My word is going to be loosen. And so I want to try to resist some of my urges of always having to be on time, have everything be super neat, have everything be like aligned and perfect, and loosen the reins. It would actually be a phrase, not just a word, but just to like try and ease back a little bit. And I think I've tried to do that a good bit this year, but I want to try and continue to work on it because I think it might also just... For one thing, it's like when when we have a wandering gameplay member cancel, it really affects me, and I need to let go of that a little Mm -hmm. bit. And because it's, I take like a personal thing to it, but I shouldn't. Like it's if I was in the other person's shoes, I think
0: you should do the opposite. I think you should find their address. I think you should show up at their door. (laughs) Show up at the door and be like, "What happened?
1: Why did you leave? Are you gonna come back? Yeah. Why did you leave me? Yeah." And they're like, "Who are you? What are you doing here?
0: (laughs) And why are you speaking that octave?" (laughs)
1: I have to go. Uh, so, loosen. Yeah. Mine's not... Uh, there's not a lot of... Uh, I was just
0: thinking, like, how cute of a couple your loosened version of yourself and my Abundance version of myself would make.
1: Golly. I think
0: we'd just be really happy. Gosh.
1: Okay. Let's wrap up this year in review right. by saying... We hope you do a year in review. And again, if you need some type of framework for this, if you have not done it before, we really recommend spending the time. It might take you one hour to go through and write all these things out and try and remember them. Um, it's really, really fun to do because you get to look back on all this stuff and then see where you can improve or where you did a great job and focus on abundance. Um, so check out the uh, our show notes for this one. We don't normally do it, but wanderingainfully.com slash 015 will give you the framework to do that. Now... Everybody's Let's,
0: favorite segment is, we to feel, we to feel.
1: I didn't know we got a song. I didn't know we had uh, money really for that. Really
0: bad. We, we don't have money for that. That's why I just did it badly.
1: So a couple episodes ago, we is talked about- Maybe not a couple episodes, maybe one episode ago. I can't remember. You but can't keep up. We talked about the phrase, the elephant in the room. And we were like, where does that come
0: from? I think it wasn't was, in a, uh, it was in a podcast conversation. It was.
1: It was. Because I edited it and I listened to us say oh. this. Yeah.
0: We also said it when we were talking to Matt.
1: Yeah. In LA. So the phrase "an elephant in the room," Caroline, we, I googled this for you, but also for the wonderful listeners. Where does this phrase come from?
0: This phrase comes from a period of time in the early 1900s when
1: circus. You mean 1800s? You said 1800s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 1800s. Yep.
0: When circuses were really big. Okay. And sometimes the elephants would be in their own rooms. Uh-huh. And ye, the circus trainers would say, "Look at this elephant." <laughs> Who,
1: they're just saying that. The circus they trainers They would say, "Look at this elephant." Look at the elephant in the room. Yeah, here. Elephant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's
0: what they would say. And they would say, "Look, at this, elephant yeah. in the room.
1: Look yeah. at this elephant in the room." They
0: would say, "Look at this elephant in the room." Right. And then the guy would say, "I know. What
1: Obviously, I know there's an elephant in the room, and that's where the phrase came from. from. Wow. But
0: the rooms were too small for the elephants.
1: Right. Cruelty to animals. So they would take
0: out the whole room. Cruelty to animals. And they'd be like, get this elephant out of this room.
1: So in 1814, a circus trainer, no. Oh, (laughs) I hate how you just tricked me. A poet, and I know this is pronounced fabulist. but it's written as fabulous, fabulous. <laughs> and i'm like oh he's just a fabulous person uh so uh ivan i think it's fab- Krilov.
0: i think it's the word fabulous
1: ivan Krilov wrote a fable <laughs> why he's a fabulist entitled in, in 1814 <laughs> the inquisitive man which tells of a man who goes to a museum and notices all sorts of tiny things but fails to notice an elephant in the museum The phrase became proverbial after that. Uh, Fyodor Dostoevsky in his novel Demons wrote, "Belinsky was just like Krylov's inquisitive man who didn't notice the elephant in the museum. And the Oxford Dictionary gives the first recorded use of the phrase as a simile in 1959. But 1814 is the first written record of elephant in the room.
0: That's a great one. I thought it
1: was really fun when I read it. I was like, first of all. Fabulist. Uh, that's a great new <laughs> that word. That should
0: be, yeah. Yeah.
1: So if you we googled, didn't know that was
0: the thing. We cool. googled
1: that for you, and we hope that you take that to a friend of yours and you tell them about it. And you it.
0: also use the word fabulous.
1: Fabulist going forward, uh, and maybe your year, your word for your year of 2019 is fabulous. fabulous. Like I'm just gonna be fabulous.
0: I'm just gonna write a fable every day. and yeah. Be fabulous.
1: All right. We hope you enjoyed listening to our year in review of 2018 and our preview of 2019. And we
0: hope you had a great 2018, and we're looking forward to 2019 with you as well. We have no plans to stop the show, so we'll be here.
1: We'll be here. Putting out episodes and showing up in your podcast app or on your YouTube feed or in your Instagrams or on your Twitters or wherever else you consume the show. But we thank you for listening, tuning in, commenting, and anything else. And if you do create a review, ooh, last thing, ooh, ooh, ooh. send it to us. We'd love to read it. We love reading these reviews. They're so much fun. So send it over if you do create one. And thanks for listening.